Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Do you have a frou-frou fancy coffee order? 651-641-1071. We are taking your calls on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hi. We've got our friend Grant at the controls. And Grant, feel free to let us know whenever anybody's on the phone. Sounds good. Holly, why are we asking people about their frou-frou coffee drinks? It's always a fascinating topic to see what people order at coffee shops. And I ran into this article on delish.com. It's this secret cinnamon toast crunch drink from Starbucks is an ode to your favorite cereal. Okay. I'm sorry. What do I, what did we, what? Okay, go on. Okay. So first addressing the fact that there's a secret menu at Starbucks, but then if you scroll down and you look on it, look at it, it's this, I don't even know what the heck is going on. It's a mountain of whipped cream, mm-hmm. creamy confection. Is it, Can I ask a question? It's too much work. Is I'm there tired any coffee in it. it? I don't know. Okay, because, okay. But this is what I'm fascinated by. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by people's intricate coffee orders because people abide by these. They're like, if you've got a half a pump less vanilla, then they're going to send it back. My question is, is would you even know that there was a half pump less how of vanilla? How do you even know? Like, I how do you know? Wondered, like, how, how did you... you arrive at that? How did yeah. you arrive at your perfect amount of pumps? Well, right. That's exactly it. So it's fascinating. Like, what's the secret formula mm-hmm. to your fancy coffee order? 651-641-1071. Saying this as a person who only orders drip coffee at coffee shops. We, um, on the Colleen and Bradley show, the entire team proudly drinks our coffee black as night and just like straight, as Holly said, drip coffee. Mm-hmm. I will say I do have a froofy coffee order that I like probably get a couple, maybe three times a year. Yeah. Um, and that's like a super treat. But other than that, if I'm going through the Starbucks line, I'm getting the Pike Place roast done. Goodbye. Thank you. Yes. So we do have sort of this fascination. And I will say my froufy coffee drink is not froufy. It's a grande hazelnut latte. <laughs> I have nothing. There's no other directions. Right. And it, and you're not counting the exact pumps. Now, we've got some mm-hmm. intel from Panda on Twitter. Ooh, <laughs> she used to be a barista. Yeah, she used to be a barista. And she wants to let everyone know, or at least you and me, and then I'm going to let everyone know, <laughs> that there is no secret menu at Starbucks. She said she's going to yell this until she dies, that there is no secret menu at Starbucks. So my whole thing then is like, okay, so maybe we have 
a barista therapy session here. What do you do? Not only if you want to share your fancy drink, great, 651-641-1071, or, you know, barista confidential. What yeah. do you do when you're confronted with the cinnamon toast crunch, something that somebody saw on delish.com and you're like, dude, this doesn't exist, but I have to make it for you anyways because my manager's going to get mad if you're upset. Okay, can I also throw a, just a general complaint in the mix? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we're taking calls on this. I just have to unload That's all right. it. With, with, okay, here we go. Safe space. Um, I don't call it coffee if it's not coffee. If there's not coffee in it, don't call it coffee. But also don't call it anything but what it is, which is a milkshake. Like, you know, when when people are like, ooh, I love the like vanilla frappuccino situation. I'm like, that's a milkshake. That's a milkshake. Yeah. That's not, there's no, that's not, that's not your coffee order. There's no caffeine. That's a milkshake. And your weird strawberry shortcake (laughs) monstrosity thing. Right? Yeah. So I just want us all to be really honest with ourselves about what we actually are drinking. If it's not actually just, like I said, drip coffee. That's the end of my rant. Thank you. Thank you. That was a beautiful and I'm not rant. Say, like, I know it sounds like it's uh, it comes from a judgmental place. It doesn't. It's just about being honest. It's just about honesty. It's about getting real with your the things that you love. And, you know, welcoming mm-hmm. the menu varietal Yeah, at a place like, you know, any big coffee chain, being that... You know, we got to get all the people hyped up on our beverages. And yes. if and if we got to make a cinnamon toast crunch thing with no coffee whatsoever, then fine. That's what we're going to do. If that's Although, the thing we need to do to get the kids drinking coffee. Well, thank you. It's like a gateway. That's what it is. Well, it is. Well, think about your own personal journey to with, coffee, to, to coffee, right? To the, heaven, to heaven, mm-hmm. to that sweet nectar. There's a stairway to heaven. Mm-hmm. It also includes not but not limited to Led Zeppelin and caffeine. <laughs> but thinking about your own relationship with coffee first, you know, first started out with the mocha frappuccino. Oh, yeah. You know, the blended drink. Yes. That was full of sugar. Now, and I caffeine. I came to coffee before a frappuccino was invented. So it was just a cafe mocha. It was just a cafe mocha, which was just like, I don't even know. Chocolate. That's all I knew. Chocolate. Mocha, chocolate. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, chocolate espresso milk, but it's then like, yeah, it's like hot chocolate with a shot of uh, coffee. Yeah, exactly. But then you move on from the mocha or the frappuccino, mm-hmm. and then you maybe you try a latte. You dabble. W- you dabble in. You take lattes. away the chocolate. Yeah. You leave the cream. You put a you put a pump of hazel. Is it a hazelnut that you like? I love ha- I okay. love hazelnut. You love your filberts. All right, mm-hmm. so you get that, but then you get rid of the filbert and you just go to latte, and then you start going. To the full-on coffee yeah. with milk and cream and sugar. Yeah, it's a and journey. Then, it's a gateway. It is a gateway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, respect the journey. Nobody is sharing their secret recipes What's with rude, us. Which is so rude. Yeah. We're not going to judge you. Yes, we are. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We really won't. No, But, but we are just fascinated with how you've arrived at the place where you know exactly how many pumps you like in your yes. coffee. Right. And if you can tell the difference, if your super secret coffee order, your fancy coffee order, has not been executed in the way that you like. To your liking. Yeah, to your liking. I, I do. I Okay, I, I lied to you when I told you I didn't have any more um, directions with my latte. <laughs> I don't like froth. So I like a froth free adventure. I believe they call that no foam. Foam. That's what I say. No foam. Because I just don't like the frothy top. I don't like it getting all up in my face. You don't want the mustache. It feels just. It just sort of feels like air, and it takes up room. And I really want more. I, w- I want more liquid. 
Give me all the liquid. So no cappuccinos. No cappuccinos for me. 651-641-1071. Do we have a fancy coffee drinker? Yeah, we've got Renee on the phone here. Hi, Renee. Renee, what's your fancy coffee drink? So I like a quarter water, three quarters steamed whipping cream, two pumps of sugar-free cinnamon dolce syrup, and two chai tea tea bags. Okay. So it's not coffee, it's a tea drink. How did you get there? Yeah, that's a journey. So, that is a journey. I, yeah, I started the keto diet, and I was looking for, like, a chai tea. And they said, like, this is the recipe that will taste just like a regular chai tea latte. Oh, and wow. does it? It's pretty good. It is good. It's not, like, exactly the same, but it is really good. And there actually is a secret Starbucks menu. Starbucks just doesn't know about it. It's like all these. <laughs> it's secret to them. That's how secret know. it like, is. The public makes this up. Renee, I have another question about your um, chai tea, which I always have to like stop myself before I say chai tea because you know what I'm going to say, Tai Chi. Um, <laughs> when so I'm curious. So when you go to like Starbies, you say you give them the recipe that you just yes. said to us. Yes. I feel like maybe a letter is in order, like email, because enough people do the keto diet that if they started to market their keto Tai Chi Chai tea, they they could maybe make some money off of that. For I'm just sure. saying, they I think do that. I feel like, you know, go forward and write the letter on behalf of your keto brothers and sisters. I will do that. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Have a great day. Thank you. I, that was that was a whole journey. Yeah, that was a whole journey. And I just want to add that Panda also wrote this. If you do have a very intricate order that you have created in your own mind or have crowdsourced from the hive mind of the secret menu on the Internet, be nice and tip heavily. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, something is working Holly's last nerve. We are going to talk about what's working Holly's last nerve when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Oh, something is working Holly's last nerve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers on a vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Greetings. And um, Holly, you seem remarkably calm right now, but I understand something is working your last nerve. It is. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Getting on my last nerve. Colleen and Bradley present Working My Last Nerve. You are stepping on my last nerve. Yes, there is something that's working my last nerve, Colleen. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. And I got to take my generation to task because it's millennials that are working my last nerve. Ooh. Now, we yeah. very frequently uh, give you a free pass uh, because we don't see the typical millennial tropes in you. Mm-hmm. Um, but today you are identifying with them only to tell them you are not identifying with them. Yeah, <laughs> I need to put some space between myself and millennials because millennials are embarrassing themselves. Uh Oh, and it's giving me secondhand embarrassment. And because I'm feeling this way, I need to tell people to stop. So I don't know, Colleen and Grant, if you've been paying attention to the internet conversation that's been happening, I don't know, maybe for the past month or so, this whole millennial versus Gen Z stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Are you, I'm I take... already irritated. Yeah. The idea of it just sounds gross, but yeah. Oh, all right. Well, the conversation on the internet has been Gen Z. So Gen Z 
is young people. They would probably be classified in their early 20s and mm-hmm. basically teenagers. They're razzing on millennials for the way that they dress and the way that they act. So the whole me- I mean, welcome to life. Like, I'm sorry. We've all been through it. Thank you. Thank you. The generation below always finds something to beef with the one older. And don't worry. As soon as those kids look at pictures of them 20 years ago, they're going to think the same thing about themselves. Right. Yes. And so it's sort of a rite of passage. We just sort of go through it. Okay. As you were. Thank you. It mm-hmm. is a rite of passage. So Gen Z was making fun of millennials for doing things like side parting their hair Mm -hmm. and wearing skinny jeans and doing things that millennials do because they have been a fashion for the past decade. And Gen Z is like poking fun at them. But but it's a rite of passage for Gen Z to poke fun of elders. Yes. Because every generation has done it before them. Yes. And so now it's millennials turn to be razzed on by the youth. Well, millennials are not liking this. Oh, we didn't raise them to to like it. Yeah, that's so, the problem. We didn't this is our fault. Because my <laughs> it's my generation's fault. <laughs> well, no, because you well, you're Gen X and Gen X is just kind of there. Yeah, we're kind of there, but also yeah. we we sort of we sort of paved the way for millennials uh to not be able to handle this kind of stuff. But go on. So millennials are coming to the point Hard to believe it, but millennials, elder millennials, zenials are approaching the 40th year of existing on the planet. Mm-hmm. planet. In, totally in middle age. Kids, stuff, whatever, you know. But now millennials are punching down to Gen oh, Z. No, we don't do that, you guys. And, and we just don't do that. Yeah, And they're making fun <laughs> of Gen Z. And in making fun of Gen Z, for making fun of millennials, <laughs> millennials are just giving me secondhand embarrassment. My generation <laughs> is just making me wince with this this memification of making fun of Gen Z. So I've got a couple examples for you guys to listen to because my pain is everyone's pain. Oh, I'm here. I will bear your pain with you. <laughs> now, this is a clip that was on TikTok, and it was made by somebody who goes by the handle... Greasy Gummy Bear, or at least it was on Greasy Gummy Bear's TikTok. Okay. I can't even suss out these things. But just listen. So this is a millennial responding to Gen Z criticism. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. I like skinny jeans and my side part. I use this emoji and I like the heart. So you think we're old. Well, I ain't having that. We give you Wi-Fi and we can take it back. Remember last year you wore mom jeans and now you're out here making side part memes? Oh, no, ah, no. Stop. That mm. was so cringy. No, that was so. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? 
Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. No, no, you are giving Gen Z ample fodder to make Mm -hmm. fun of you even more. Yeah. I've got another one for you guys. Oh, dear. Okay. So... The story last week, or at some time in the past week, was that Gen Z was criticizing Eminem. Eminem, beloved artist (laughs) of the millennials. Mm -hmm. He himself a member of Gen X. Yes. So this person took it upon themselves to respond to Gen Z's criticism of Eminem. Oh, dear. By referencing one of his songs. Oh, no. Let's listen to what she has to say, this millennial, about Gen Z. What? Gen Z's trying to what? Cancel Eminem. Gen Z's trying to cancel Eminem? Honey, that's cute. Listen, little kitties, let me make this quite clear. This man was around even before you were here. So what, you're all mad because the man was a lyricist while all your rappers are a mumbling gibberish? No, go ahead and shut your mouth. Better yet, go and sit your ass in time out because boy was running laps even before you could walk. Hell, boy was spitting bars even before you could talk. So no, afraid you're null in, boy, dear. I'm afraid your opinion don't matter here because one day you'll grow up and no. see how everyone went and forgot about Z. <laughs> no, 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 thank you, no, no, no thank no. you. You awkward. This is really awkward. No, I want to tell millennials, millennials, Wear your side parts. Wear your skinny jeans. Be unfashionable. If you are still here on planet Earth, you have earned it. Yeah. You have earned. Embrace who you are. It's okay to be older than somebody else, and it's okay to not be cool in their eyes. Can I, you know what's so interesting? I I used to work with a person who is not in the same generation that I am in, and uh-huh. this person always wanted to do a segment on the show about the beefs that generations had between each other. Ugh. And I was always like, but I don't really have a beef with you. Like, I don't yeah. really, I don't, that's not, a, I don't care. But yeah, like, right. I don't, I'm not beefing. Yeah, nobody's beefing about generations. It just is such a silly thing. But it's now like, it's become a thing because people need something to talk about and they need the framework in order to create the beefs so they can create the TikTok content, right. which makes me cringe and now I am suffering and it's working my last nerve. And please, millennials, I implore you. I implore you. Mm. It's wonderful to not be a youth. Embrace it. Embrace it. Lean into your power. Yes. Let it exist on your face at the same time. Zits and wrinkles. Mm. <laughs> Squeeze yourself. All together as one. <laughs> into tight pants, skinny legs, side parts, Uggs. I don't know what you're doing out there. But live in your truth. Do it, man. Holly, I'm glad that we took this journey together. Thank you. Oh, so embarrassing. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Grant. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you on My Talk 1071. And uh, we have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We have a name for them, and that name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
Uh, Grant, I need to do a little on-air production. Yeah. I just put a little note uh, in the grid that the video that I've posted that I wanted to share, there's a timestamp on it uh, for you to start at about a minute 14. And I'm going to give you some time to get that kind of ready while I tell you that my D-bag is Pierce Morgan. OMG! I am super duper over him. Uh, and there is an update to the story, and we will get to it. Um, but I was ready to anoint him my D-bag early today because of the way he conducted himself on his very own show, Good Morning Britain, which he has anchored for uh, a while. Um, I don't care how long. Uh, this man... This man grinds all of my gears. All of them? Every single <laughs> last gear. But I want to bring you all up to speed on what it is about this position that he has taken and how he conducted himself that is particularly irritating. So Piers Morgan, um, he's had an axe to grind with Meghan Markle on a personal level for years Yes. Years. Yes. And it all stems from, uh, you know, how like a, a friendship they had that was sort of like temporary. I don't really know. I don't actually care because it doesn't actually matter. Because if you are going to be in the position that Piers Morgan is in, you need to learn how to put some of that junk behind you and... um exist in the world and talk about things without it without your personal vendetta being a part of the conversation especially uh especially after this interview that aired on sunday night and then aired again or aired yesterday in the uk um with Meghan markle and prince harry where they talked about some really really uh personal Things that led them to where they are, where they have left the royal family and now moved to the United States. Piers Morgan could not have been more vocally ridiculous, uh, dragging Meghan Markle through the mud. And it was all because, this is my assessment, it's all because of this personal vendetta that he has against Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. He... And he's a total blowhard. But this all, the rubber meets the road in this moment. Where this morning, on Good Morning Britain, uh, his uh, co-host, the weather person, Alex Beresford, defended Harry and Meghan and called Piers Morgan out on some of his very own behavior. And what you learn in this is that Piers Morgan is not a gracious person who will allow anybody to hold a mirror to him. And this is what happened. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program a number of times, and I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one, and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Uh, Sorry. Uh, so, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my. No, 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 no. See you later. I'm, I'm being. Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. You. He, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis, and we all have to sit there and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. 
incredibly hard to watch. Okay, so what you heard but did not see is Piers Morgan stomping off the set like a petulant child (laughs) because somebody called him on his b to the s well that's mm-hmm. pathetic that is, that is that is, that was a truly pathetic moment on piers morgan's part because here was somebody who was taking you to task for your opinions on a person that you have been dragging for years yes and having it in a in a way where it was like okay well let's have a conversation about your opinions about this person that yes. you that you willfully share all over the media you write Daily Mail articles about it, uh, but let's have an honest conversation and get to the root at why you don't like her. And he has, this is the problem, he has nothing valuable to add to that conversation. Right. And so he picked up his toys. And left. And marched with a full diaper <laughs> off the screen. Now, I, here's the update, y'all. This is an announcement. From Good Morning Britain, following discussions with ITV, Piers Morgan has decided now is the time to leave Good Morning Britain. Uh, This is part of their very short statement. ITV has accepted this decision and has nothing further to add. (laughs) That's a burn right there. So, goodbye. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) See you later. Don't let the door hit you in your full diaper. Yeah, you know, and another update on this story that a media regulator in the UK called Ofcom is launching an investigation. More than 41,000 people wrote in to complain about Piers Morgan's comments on the Harry and Meghan interview that he made on Monday's edition of Good Morning Britain. Listen, let this be a lesson um, that just because you have a hot take doesn't mean it's correct and it doesn't mean you don't get to listen to other people and it doesn't mean and listen when i understand the impulse and this is part of 2021 in america when somebody calls you out on your stuff listen to them listen to them take the time listen to the words they're saying absorb them decide whether or not they are for you decide whether or not they work for you decide whether or not there's something to them if you want to do something with that and if you choose not to fine but listen to each other but the whole this entire this like marching offset because you feel personally attacked when somebody's just giving you kind of a mirror to look into like this is, cancel culture isn't the problem. The problem is people not being willing to own their stuff. Well, in in that moment, Piers Morgan was not willing to own any of his stuff because yeah. rather than either listen and have a conversation about previously made statements and maybe come to a place of change on those opinions or maybe even just defending your position at and the that's very the problem least. he wasn't ready to do that yeah oh i can't even when people like him who have influence or i want to say power but have influence mm-hmm. act like that not not how he stormed off but just act in a way where they feel like they have the right to just degrade or mm-hmm. say whatever they want about people make them feel bad with no like recourse is a big problem we have right now yeah like in our leadership and a lot i mean not you get what I'm saying. Yeah. We can't have people 
who have that type of power and influence teaching us to behave that way. And then when you're called out for it, like you said, to act like that, like a child, it just shows that clearly his demeanor is, I'm going to tell you how I feel. I don't give a crap if you like it or not. Take it or leave it. And that's it. And that clearly didn't work here for a long time. And I hope people start to realize that. I'm sorry. I'm going on a little rant. But what happened is he effectively dumped all of his junk in front of everybody and then crossed his arms and just went deal with it. And then when he was challenged on it, he 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 wasn't ready to uh, defend it. He wasn't ready to have an adult conversation about it. So he marched off. And it is that is not how you that is not how we grow. As people, that's not how we grow um, to understand situations differently. This, this, you know, this, we have, we had an opportunity. There was an opportunity that was presented to us in how to talk about uh, some very serious things that have gone on behind closed doors in the monarchy. And I understand that he, that culturally, you know, Piers Morgan being British has a different perspective than we do here in the States, but still was presented with the same exact set of scenarios and an opportunity to, to look at them differently from the perspective of two people who have been very hurt by the institution. And instead of taking that opportunity that was presented, he just, you know, said his words loudly, listened to no one and marched off stage like a big baby. You know, interestingly enough, you know, thinking about Piers Morgan's move to physically remove himself from the set of Good Morning Britain, Piers Morgan has made a career of being a professional troll. Oh, yeah. That's... You know, perhaps he would call himself a provocateur, or perhaps he would call himself like he's just telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. There you go. And he's saying things that nobody else is willing to say. People don't fall for that, please. Go well, on. Well, thank you. Please don't mm. fall for that. But, you know, my cynical take of him walking away is that even if Piers Morgan is a thoughtful, considerate person behind the scenes, it is not in the best interest of Piers Morgan telling it like it is provocateur to engage in that kind of thoughtful discourse around this story. So rather than let the, you know, let it be known that perhaps maybe he's thoughtful, it's more on brand to storm off and to say that I'm not going to be talking about this with you. And at the end of the day, he's the one that has to live with that character he's developed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, all right. But we don't have to take it. What I'm saying is beware of that, everybody. We don't need, you know, pay attention to those voices in the world. That's not a way to be. No. Exactly. Being edgy doesn't make it doesn't make you edgy. You're just being a D word sometimes. Like, and that's what I was trying to say. And that's what Holly pointed out perfectly was that he's not. Uh, he's just, he seems to be a D-word. Well, well there's no D-bag. depth to that. He there's nowhere D-bag. to go. There's <laughs> nowhere, there's no journey for that. No. Right? Like, there's no. no, like, that's it. Like, you just show up, you're a total Richard, and then you walk off, you know, march off and, and whine in your dressing room. Like, there's no journey there. There's no, there's nowhere to go from there. So, fine. Thank you. Go home, Piers Morgan. Go home. <laughs> When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I would like to give Holly her opportunity to tell us who her D-bag is. And then we're going to do a little D-bag follow-up on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1.
The debaggery that we highlighted in the last segment took up so much time that I didn't leave time for Holly to crown a debag on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Grant is at the controls. And Holly, who is your D-bag? Oh, my D-bag today is Gwyneth Paltrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And instead of this sounder that we play on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, it should be oh cheese. Oh, I see what you did there, Holly. <laughs> because Gwyneth Paltrow is talking, you guys. She was spoke- when is she not? <laughs> When is she not? Well, this time she was speaking virtually at the InGoop Health at Home Summit over the weekend. Oh my gosh. I wonder how much money she made on that. Well, a lot. Yeah. And during this event, Gwyneth Paltrow, get this, guys, she gained 14 pounds in the past year. Congratulations. And she I'm said, sorry, I would like to congratulate her on that. You want a slow clap for Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow? I mean, welcome yeah. to the club, girlfriend. I think everybody's got a similar story, but you're unique, and guess, as you were. And shocking headline, she just didn't want to do anything about it, really. Gwyneth Paltrow added, I felt like my wine and my pasta and my biscuits and crackers and cheese were getting me through. It, she was absolutely no holds barred. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. She just really, she went wild. She went wild. She with went those, wild with that cheese. And crackers. Ooh, no, don't you don't forget. say she threw a cracker in it. <laughs> yeah. No way. Living yeah. on the edge. Truly. Crazy Gwyneth. <laughs> she, she just, just threw caution to the wind. <laughs> eating crackers and gained a stone. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a lot of, like, again, this is... Uh, maybe an attempt to be relatable, uh-huh. whatever. Fine. I do applaud you, Gwyneth Paltrow, for gaining your 14 pounds. Um, again, welcome to the club. I think we've all been in a situation in the last year. And uh, I personally, uh, I, I went on that journey and I decided I was ready to do something about it. And so I made a choice to do something about it. And that was my journey. Other people have gone on other journeys. Yes, I have gone on a journey myself. Yes. Every, because it happens. Everybody had a journey and yeah. our journeys are our responsibility and I'm not saying she shouldn't talk about it but the piece I think that I'm like struggling with is this like there's like a shame to it. There's like an element of shame to it yeah. that isn't necessary. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like she's naming the foods that were a problem for her, which are just foods, right? Yeah. Like there's nothing really inherently bad about a cheese or a cracker. Well, right. It's almost like there's like subtextually a moral judgment on cheese and crackers. Like like, what did cheese ever do to cheese? Oh, man. Okay, go on. I mean, because you know what? Truthfully, I ate some cheese this weekend and it didn't have desirable outcomes. If you know what I mean. Listen, cheese, <laughs> cheese is everybody's prerogative. Your relationship with cheese is your relationship with cheese. Yeah. Right? right? Right. But then also, too, with all of this conversation where, you know, it, it, you know, again, to your point, Colleen, Gwyneth Paltrow, she tries to be relatable, mm-hmm. but then it just kind of comes out sideways. She has that issue that Lena Dunham also has, where they try to be relatable and self-deprecating, but then ultimately it's like, well, no... It doesn't really work that way because ultimately this no holds barred cheese and crackers was yet another plug for this book that she's selling on her website Ugh. from functional medicine practitioner, Dr. Will Cole, mm. which is, I don't even remember the gimmick of it is. It's like intuitive fasting. Yeah. Okay. So first intuitive of all, let's fasting just, program. Let's just first of all say hi to Will Cole because Dr. Will Cole has a Google alert. And uh, if we put hi. his name, listen. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Will Cole. We know you're there because you Googled yourself. Um, (laughs) It's true, Mm because that's how we've gotten uh, his attention in the past. Secondly, my understanding of intuitive fasting is it just is eating food at the times that you're hungry. Except for when you're not allowed to eat food, because that would be in the fasting times. (laughs) I mean, I I don't, whatever. I don't actually care. I don't actually care, because... At the end of the day, this is all like everything that Gwyneth talks about trying to be relatable is in service of her own pocketbook. Was this this was she, was this referencing when you guys did the Goopers Goopers a couple weeks ago or last week when she was in, doing intuitive fasting to avoid yeah COVID yeah oh no mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. deal with her uh, um her the effects of her COVID that's what it was so wow. can we actually Holly I feel like I feel like. 50% of the conversation we had off the air, we could have on the air about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's dalliances with COVID. Oh, yeah. She said that she had COVID in January. Uh-huh. We yeah. weren't testing for COVID in January. True. And I just... There I, is something about Gwyneth Paltrow's interpretation of the space-time continuum <laughs> that I question. Mm-hmm. And when I this story came out, it was like, wait, 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 wait. How do you know? Because all she said is that she tested for COVID-19, quote, early on, because that was the initial statement that she made in this Goop article where she was selling this book on intuitive fasting by Dr. Will Cole. And in January, we were not testing for COVID-19. Now, don't at us, because I know that there are people who are like, but I had it in January. Fine. Neat. I'm not, no, that's not, that was, that was dismissive and I shouldn't have said it that way. There are people who will say I had it in January. And I would say that you probably have talked to your doctor and the two of you have deduced that it was COVID. We weren't testing in January. And there are a lot of people who were sick in January or February who assume that it's COVID. And I kind of wish she would say that. Right. But because she puts it, the, the leading headline 
is that in the post for Goop, she said, I had COVID-19 early on and it left me with some long tail fatigue and brain fog. Here's what she says about testing. She said, in January, I had some tests done that showed really high levels of inflammation in my body. So she didn't say that she had a test for COVID-19 because she was experiencing symptoms. She just said that she had some tests done. That's really vague. Yeah. And I just, as a person of Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, we've gone down this road with her time and time again. She is a person of influence. She peddles things that are purportedly supposed to be about your health. There is a responsibility, mm-hmm. a personal responsibility in the way that you navigate and have conversations around these. And that ultimately this conversation that she's having is in service of selling this book. Right. It's not like, hey, this is my experience. This is what went on with me. There it is. Right. And so, again, like her 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 navigation of actual science is fuzzy. Yes. And then also it's in service of her bottom line. Yeah. She she wants to sell you some books. Yeah. I will say I'd like to read this uh, tweet, though, that we also just got from Stephanie, who said, now that Gwyneth is gaining weight, maybe everybody will start doing it. Hashtag trendsetter. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Right. And I would just like to say, Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. That was a very good joke. And I wish I would have come up with it. And you get one of these. Yeah, that's for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. What is literally the very best thing you've ever eaten? Seriously, I'm asking authentically. 651-641-1071. The best tasting item you have ever put in your mouth and chewed on. We want to hear about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.